Oh, yeah. Are you whistling? I'm whistling. <laughs> I'm smiling from ear to ear. If you're not smiling, listeners, uh, to an intro like that with uh, audio mixer extraordinaire Greg Haneke, <laughs> I don't know what 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 will make you smile. Uh, it's Godfather. It's it's conspiracy night. I mean, it's it's a good it's a good night to be alive. 2021 is right around the corner. Uh, I'm just that things are starting to look up, even though we're still in a pretty dark time for our country. Uh, let's uh, let's escape for just a few few minutes this evening into the world of UFOs. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing very well. Everything is within the context of what you just uh, framed for us. But it's good to hear you, my friend. Uh, the end is in sight. Um, the hope for tomorrow is the possibility let, let's say it like that is is exactly is there and i'm excited to talk about tonight's fodder uh man right up your alley right oh Maybe man this is, this is halloween my... this is the halloween episode <laughs> this is my bread and butter right here i just could talk about this stuff uh so so long i i know we only have about 40 minutes i feel like we have so much to cram into that 40 minutes so let's just get going let's huh? go let's go so tonight we are looking at conspiracies of course uh this is this isn't a word that people are unfamiliar with in our modern times i think it was a little bit more uh rampant in the 80s 70s 80s yep. uh, of course nowadays you know people are talking that this vaccine is it's some kind of conspiracy by by the government there's a chip that they're going to put in you or whatever that's why people are getting this vaccine live so they can put to bed some of those things uh, so a, a conspiracy is defined as an explanation that makes reference to hidden malevolent forces seeking to advance some nefarious aim that's a very wordy way of of saying uh, something, uh, it doesn't have to be untrue. It's a theory, and it's usually contradicting some kind of uh, popular accepted uh, explanation of the same event. So yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's where we're coming at with the conspiracies. There's there's a ton of them that uh, have been uh, purported, especially in our country over the years. I'm going to quiz you, Greg, on Uh-oh. a couple of the couple oh. of them All right. that, I, that I came across on the interweb. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Put me in the hot seat. All right, first one's, a, first one's a multiple choice. This conspiracy proposes that a secret group called the blank has been really controlling the world and is looking to create a one-world government. End goal is uh, to create a new world order. Is it A, the Illuminati, B, the Freemasons, C, the Jewish people, or D, all of the above? Um, B, Freemasons. This is actually D, all of the above. Really? Uh, there is a conspiracy that there's a group called the Illuminati. There's there's a conspiracy yep. for Freemasons. Some people yep. think the Jews are trying to take over the world. Uh, so all of those uh, could okay. be true. That's of, the one uh, that, that I, I, I kind of talked myself out of it because I, I didn't really know that the, the, Jewish were, the Jews were taken over. But I suppose it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's possible for for a group of people out there that think yes, think that the Jews are out to control the world. Um, sure, you you yep. just keep thinking that. Uh, number two, where was President Obama's alleged um, 
uh, or President Obama was alleged to be uh, to be born outside of the United States. Uh, that wasn't a U.S. citizen. Do you know the country that conspiracy theorists uh, uh, said that they had proof that he was he was born? Ooh, the country. What, what? Yeah. What was it? Kenya, because of the his connection there, or not? Am I correct? That? Good job. Okay. That is that is that is correct. Yeah, he was actually born in Hawaii. He was Kenyan father. Uh, yes. So no, he is definitely a U.S. citizen. True or false? There is a conspiracy that lizard people a.k.a. reptilians, are running the world. Yes, that's true. That is true. The idea has support from 12 million Americans. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's from 2013. I wonder what that number is now. They, they believe that uh, the, 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 the top echelon of our government is, is actually controlled by shape-shifting reptilian aliens. <laughs> who've been lording power over humans to make them into mindless slaves for their own purposes. So it's kind of like that show V. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, From the I 80s. love that show. Yes, I love Yeah, it. I love that show too. And and uh, I think I think V just never died for some people. Uh, okay. <laughs> that, okay. So, That's a good go. connection. Yeah. True or false, 51% of Americans believed that their was a conspiracy behind the assassination of JFK. You said 51%. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, that, yes, it's, I'm going to say yes. A little bit higher than that, but 51% uh, of Americans believe that there is a conspiracy behind behind his death. And is that, do you have a date on that too? Is that like- That was uh, 2013 is what- uh, Okay. So All this right. quick, this uh, this is from BigThink.com. It must be from around the year 2013 or 14. All right. Yep. All right. Good. To raise national pride and one-up the arc rival Soviet Union, this theory proposes that NASA and the American government faked this nationally televised event. What do you think? Um, is it the moon landing? It is the moon landing from 1969. Yes. 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 There's, I actually watched a Netflix documentary about this and it's, it's very persuading. I, I think it was real, but I mean, I could, I was almost persuaded that, that wow. it wasn't real based on it. And this documentary, I, I think it was from America's book of secrets or something like that. It was part of a series. And yeah. uh, the, the most convincing things were that the flag is moving yeah. and they're like yeah. it wouldn't move and then it's been explained that oh that's just you know when it's unfurled that's the movement you see and it would do that wherever it is uh, and then the other thing that was interesting is he he like goes up to the to the astronauts and he's like you know in their face like how could you lie to the american public and and instead of the astronauts being like you know dude you know like just, like they're really angry and defensive and they like push him uh, away and punch him and they're like super mad about it like wow which I, I don't know if that's the tactic i mean if that's if you had nothing to be afraid of like why yeah. wouldn't you just be civil about it but they're like really pissed that he's like can you know calling them on it and, yeah uh, so that was a little that was a little weird for me too so uh, so mm. today's show, we're going to explore the, uh, a popular conspiracy theory that alien about aliens and the men in black that go and visit uh, people who have had a UFO sighting. So, uh, so we'll yes. get to that in a little bit. But okay, 
But before we do, we've got to have uh, our Ask the Author segment. So Keith Long, author uh, of Doubting Faithfully, I have a few more questions for you with kind of a tease in the sense of I, I think uh, if, if listeners will go grab uh, a copy from Amazon and, and tune in next year, 2021, for some fodder, I think we, we can have some some discussion on the content. So these are questions, though, for you, not to necessarily put you in the hot seat, but to get in your mind as an author as, as you were writing. You're, you're, you're ready to have a couple? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So here, uh, here are my, my latest three. Here's my first one. What was an early experience where you learned that language had power? You saw that it had enough power that one day you would want to, you know, write it down. Language had power. I think the first thing that came to mind is the, the, the gift of humor and uh, joke telling and, and putting, putting words uh, to either actions or coming up with ways to to get a laugh i i think when i discovered the 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 language of humor that's when i really kind of awoke to oh okay uh, you know things that i say uh ways that i put these words together delivery all of those things have a power uh, to create an emotion out of something yeah and nice. I think I've had that ability for a while, but I, I particularly started to see that I I was uh, I was kind of gifted in that area or in middle school, probably around like like seventh or eighth grade. Really, kind of came into my own in uh, in writing and in, in speaking and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So last episode, I, I was wondering about uh, you know thinking about novels uh, as a whole and what you, you know you would have given your advice to your younger self um, thinking along the lines still of novels themselves and having read what would you say is maybe one of your top unappreciated books it could be a novel but I want to open it up because I know you've read lots of different things what, what's something that potentially influenced you now that you look back on what you've read? Ooh, that's a tough one, Heineke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so, so the question is something that, uh, that I, a book I didn't like or something no, that well, was... Well, I, I suppose it could have been, but I, I think I'm, I'm phrasing it more on the positive side where, you, you know, you read it and enjoyed it, but now as an author, having written a, a book yourself, thinking about what you've read, you know, how something that influenced you, whether it was about storytelling, the power of narrative, you know, do you have a book again, leaving it open to beyond just a, a fictional piece hmm. that has made an impact you think on the way that you write? I would say Rob Bell comes to mind. Okay. And his, his style, his or? style, yeah, he he kind of writes in. He I would consider Rob Bell a visual writer, in that okay. he he's like that. he's very he's really uh, capable and and gifted at kind of framing and using metaphor. I mean, he's very much like Jesus in that capacity, you know, way where he could 
just spin a spin a parable or a some kind of metaphor that relates to our lives today. And his timing was always good with that. So he could, he could deliver, you know, this really deep question or concept and then almost just sensing that, that, okay, you know, you're, you're now in the deep end of the pool. Now I'm going to mm-hmm. quick, you know, do a cutaway to uh, a description, a metaphor of what I'm talking about. To, and then I'm going to bring you back. So I think, I think that's just a, that's a great, that's a great uh, preacher right there and yeah. being able to not lose the audience into the deep, the deep hole where some people will just be like too deep. I'm out. And, yeah. and others will just, you know, kind of get in there and they, you know, are really ready to dig in, but not really sure what they're digging into. And so he has this sure. way of enhancing it through these visuals and, you know, statistics and science and his own personal life and sharing a story from, from that. And, and, and then he just does a great job of then tying it all together. And so Rob Bell definitely is a, a, a huge influence in, in my writing and in my theology. Uh, and so I, yeah, he would be the, the, I, I guess the penultimate. I, I, in fact, me and my uh, pastor friends, um, we've, we've seen him a couple of times in person and, we kind of started our own little, like, you know, Rabbi Rob is kind of our, he's, he's kind of, he's, oh, he's kind of our rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Lastly, then, um, and I can't, I think he alluded to this uh, when the questions were from, from last episodes, but are you trying to create a body of work and, and connect, you know, more books or, you just want to see where things go or you, you do want to write more, but they're going to be separate books or what, what's the future for this author? I am working on a second spiritual memoir right now and uh, they will be connected, but they will also be standalone works. So it's uh, not a series or anything like that. Yeah. But I, I just feel really compelled like, like Rob Bell, like, Brian McLaren and uh, you know some of these other theologian authors that are, I really admire who are trying to to get Christians to think differently to open up their perspective and mind about the way that they've understood the Bible the way that they think about God uh, and so I, I'm kind of trying to do that in my own way and and to do it from inside institutional church as a pastor and uh, uh, frame, you know, kind of it in terms of my own personal truth and my own journey. So okay. it's, yeah, I guess it's just a way that's, that's my way of, of relating. Like, this is what has shaped me in the way I've thought about this and you can take it or leave it, but this is where I'm at. And hopefully this would be something that will empower people to do for themselves I just, yeah. I just think it's really hard to do that on a Sunday morning when, you know, you, you, you preach a, a 10 to 15 minute sermon and then you get a week and then you have to do it again. It's really hard to do this from the pulpit. It's hard to do this in a teaching fashion, uh, writing yeah. in, in a longer, so I have a, a little bit more of a attention uh, to work with it has been uh, really freeing. I mean, the the second book, I'm I'm work, working off of the story from Genesis chapter two and three from the Garden of Eden. Uh, I never can do this justice from the pulpit. There's just it's just too much in there, 
but taken over the span of you know, 100 pages or so, weaving in personal narrative and you know my own questions and ways that I've been influenced by this. Um, I just, I think it's, I, I, I like my own work. I, I love my own yeah. work. I, I, well, I yeah. refer to Doubting Faithfully. Uh, oh, what, you know, what was that thing that I found or, you know, like I, and I, I don't say that to be like arrogant, but it's just like, I really enjoy this style of writing where it's, it makes you laugh. It's, you know, I'm not taking myself too seriously. I'm you know, clearly not a scholar and expert, but I've read a lot and I, you know, this is just something that's really interesting to me and I want to, yeah. I want to share that with others. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep writing and I've got another Good. one in the works and I've got, I've got an idea for something else, but I'm, I'm at some point I'm going to run out of personal stories that are bookable, if you will. Uh, and I'm going to have to start coming, finding some new experiences. So I'm really hopeful that we won't be in lockdown <laughs> for another year. Cause I, I yeah. can use some more adventure. <laughs> I, I, I think one day there there will be. Well, I think you're a scholar. I also think uh, that what you wrote was very well done. Uh, I, I do think you have the power with with your words, and so I encourage people to grab a copy. And I do think uh, the conversation that it you've processed it, and this is what you're thinking, as you just said. And I think it's worth um, my own ideas, you know, bouncing off them as well, and then having some dialogue. So keep writing the Mr. Long. I think it's, it's good stuff. Thanks. All right. Well, we are at the end of 2020. Thank goodness. And we like to have a little segment uh, on our favorite things. Looking back on this unbelievable year <laughs> um, and we share what you've, what we've watched, what we've read, what we've listened to. Um, what have you watched this year? What stands out, Keith? I've been watching a lot of the sitcom New Girl on Netflix. A, a friend of mine recommended that, and it's kind of got the Friends feel to it. It's uh, I I I like it. It's been it's been really it's been fun. It's twenty minute episodes, so I've been watching some New Girl. I just got into the Cobra Kai frenzy uh so i i just binge watched two seasons of cobra kai within the last two weeks uh so that was excellent there's a third season coming out of that that's the story the continued story of the karate kid in case you're not yep. familiar with cobra kai uh, so I'm highly re familiar. highly recommend yeah. that parks and rec has been something that i've watched uh you know a little bit more frequently guaranteed laugh there uh have you seen the new unsolved mysteries greg no, is that what? Who's? Where do I see that's that? That's on Netflix that? as well, and okay. it's excellent. Uh, they have two seasons. There actually was one on UFOs that that really was really well done. So I watched a little bit of that, and then some just kind of stuff that I found on YouTube that I kind of have kind of kept going back to throughout the year. And this such a, a year where you need a little bit of laughter. So John Boy Media, he does breakdowns of sporting events. He's kind of this like commentator for, you know, the guy's guy. Uh, and, and so he did a really good job of breaking down the Astro scandal. And then I kind of just got hooked on, on watching him. Then there's this other guy who does, uh, I think it's You Betcha videos or You Betcha is the production company. He's, he he kind of just does, um, you know, guy humor, uh, dad humor, 
he's you know broken down like oh you know is yeti really this great and he kind of you know, does these little short sketches it's it's hilarious uh stuff and yeah. then and then key and peel uh, you've heard of key and peel right yep yeah so i've watched a lot of key and peel it pops up on my youtube feed a lot and uh, that, that's a guaranteed laugh how about you nice uh, well i've when you brought this up as as a segment, I, I hadn't thought about the year in my watching, but my viewing habits have really changed. I, I never thought that I would be um, a binge watcher. You know, I'm 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 old. Three networks. You know, he added the fourth when Fox <laughs> came in, and now we have just all these streaming services and such. And uh, Karn wanted to watch Down Abbey. Never had watched that, and so just got dragged along and I, I enjoyed it but I, I share that because it was it was just binging we went through all those seasons rather quickly and so have continued to do that this this particular year from Narcos on Netflix um, to stuff on Disney plus uh, we're Mandalorian fans uh, there's a show called Prop Culture hmm. where um, this guy goes around and finds all of these different props from movies uh, Disney movies throughout the nation, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, looking at uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mary Poppins. It, it, it really is is quite interesting. So I watched that. Um, Star Wars, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so we, we watched all the animated Clone Wars and then into Rebels. Um, you know, kind of just stuff along those lines. Uh, nothing, nothing really to you know, write home about, um, but just the way that I've viewed things. Uh, and then finally I, I purchased, uh, I think I've shared this before, but finally started watching time magazine, uh, grabbed a lot of Robin Williams stuff. Right. So multiple discs. So I watched, you know, I think they had seven episodes of, um, Mork and Mindy. And then when he's on the tonight show. So I've, I've watched stuff like that for kind of the laughter side that you mentioned. How about reading? You've, I know that you're again an, an avid reader. Yeah, what, I, I what definitely from this year? took a break from March when everything hit the fan to probably July. I, I just did not have the mental bandwidth to, to do any sort of extended reading. And that would have been great, you know, if, if I could have uh, done some reading. But I, I just, uh, with everything happening, I, I just couldn't do it. Plus, we were moving and all that. But I, I then kicked it into high gear. And started with Stephen King's The Stand. Had never read it before. And of course, it, it's a big book. It's a huge book. It was over, yeah, she's over a thousand. It was maybe 12, 1300 pages. I read the extended version. Oh, it was awesome. It was so <laughs> good. I could not put it down. It was totally worth it. Uh, then I kind of sprinkled in, so I sprinkled in some other uh, books. Flying High and Spirit, probably one you haven't heard about. That one has blown my mind in so many ways. It's uh, independently written by uh, Carol and Mikey Morgan. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it. I want you to look it up and and, okay. uh, and check that out. We could do a whole podcast on that. Uh, the Alchemist. I had never heard of The Alchemist. Had, had I'm guessing you have read that a thousand times. I have not read it a thousand times. I know about it. Um, and it's Karin's, one of Karin's top books. Uh, did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was yeah. so good. I, again, I feel like I, I underlined the whole thing. And it's a, it's a fiction <laughs> book, but it just has so many great nuggets. It's kind of this, yes. again, extended parable. And 
and and myth and it's just oh i loved it so so that was great and then you know kind of wrap uh, awakening the soul michael mead we've done his podcast living myth before that again uh, underlined the whole thing uh white fragility was an awesome read and just eye-opening uh, blew my world apart and then uh, phil jackson's 11 rings and then i read uh fiction uh, about uh, about the trees called the Overstory, which was a thick okay. book. Took me a little while to get into it, but once I did, I couldn't couldn't put it down. Yeah, some of those are are on my list to read. So I read Doubting Faithfully. That's on my list. I am a Simon Sinek fan, and so I read The Infinite Game. Uh, not a business guy, but I just love the way that that man thinks and tells different. Um, stories and processes things. So I've read that book. It's a, I think it's most recent. Um, Into the Magic Shop, you can look that one up. And then First Conspiracy, which is about um, trying to, if you like conspiracies, like we're talking about here soon, this was um, the attempted assassination of George Washington. Hmm. And so it gives the historical connections. So it's, it's got to be somewhat fiction, but it's historical fiction in the sense of uh, there's enough truth there on how they were plotting to be able to kill him and, and how um, that was averted. So I, I read that and then really got into um, and it hurt my podcast listening, but started to listen, listen to books. So audio books and um, did did the young adult. Uh, pieces like Poet X and Stamps to some heavier things like how to be anti-racist. And then most recently, uh, Chris Wallace, uh, I had the audio book of Countdown 1945, which is about the um, atomic bombs being dropped in World War II. So that was very interesting to listen to it. It's fun. I really like when the authors, at least in the nonfiction world, when the authors read their own their own writing yeah that's that's, cool. that's on my list to uh i have all the uh, the, the know-how to uh to, to do an audio book of doubting faithfully and i'm, I'm planning on on working on that in oh, in 20 really cool yeah that's awesome go for it so we should wrap up with how about some podcasts anything that stood out that you listened to this year when you had the time i have listened a lot in the last two months and again not as much the rest of the year and I've kind of recommended them to like everybody and their mom. And now I, of course I'm blanking on all those. But I, you know, it's kind of the ones that we have uh, gone to, but I really like that Robcast uh, mountain. That one I listened to a couple of times. Um, and uh, 1619 was really good. Yeah. Especially I in the wake of all the that. George Floyd stuff. And then a couple of uh, new ones. So the one we're talking about tonight, supernatural, I've, I've already, uh, I'm already hooked on that. And, uh, but a couple of funny, usually it's harder to find funny podcasts and, uh, scrubs, the, the scrubs, I don't know, recast or I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically they, they, uh, Zach Braff and Edward Fizone kind of go through episodes from, from scrubs. And I just was laughing so hard listening to that. It was <laughs> one of my shows. And then I just, my brother just told me about smartless, this is with Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman and Will Arnett, and they interview, uh, you know, they bring in guests, but two of the two of the those guys don't know who it is, and so it's just this kind of spontaneous, uh, spontaneous, you know, show uh, talking to you know many of these people, their friends in in Hollywood, and it 
also is hilarious and uh, highly recommend that. It's Smartless, um, uh, S-M-A-R-T-L-E-S-S, excellent stuff. Nice, nice, nice. So I listened less because I was doing my books, um, but I still am a big fan of Hidden Brain. Um, Listen to, especially with the events of George Floyd and, and surrounding all of that, I listened to Throughline, which had some great uh, episodes on voting um, and African-American experiences. So you should check out some of those. Some new ones for me with the pandemic. I'm a Kamel Nanjiani uh, fan. I think he's hilarious. And he and his wife, Emily, had a podcast called Staying In. Uh, that they did just through kind of when everyone was on lockdown, they had they just did a little podcast from from their residence. So I enjoyed that, and some new ones um, like movies. So the rewatchables, I listened to certain episodes of that that covered movies that I enjoyed, um, along with new ones um, from Pushkin, which would which are uh, the Happiness Lab, which we did an episode on recently, and the Last Archive. Those would be ones that um, the last archive covering at least this season's theme this first year was about how truth has been lost and how can we find it. So it does historical approaches on different things that have kind of gone away and maybe we need to try to find them again. Those are my my episodes. Yeah. How about Godfather? I think I'm going to have to post this list somewhere. This is this is great stuff. Yeah. I, I cannot, I know what? we said we were going to pick out our favorite Godfather episodes and I honestly like went through and I, they're like trying to pick your favorite child. Like I just, <laughs> I, I love all of them. Like It's yeah. kind of like the, the most recent one. That's my most favorite. So, you know, Epic was great. I like that. was great. I think this, this week has already been great. You know, I looked through the titles. I liked how we just do the one word for the episodes this year and. Let's just say I can't I, think I, of a stinker that, that we had unless there was a, a bad audio one. But uh, overall, I just I, I like our work. I'm hopefully hopeful that yeah. we'll get some more listeners uh, to uh, to experience the Godfather. But I, I don't know. Did you have one that stood out? I agree with you. I, I would lean a little bit as I as I went through them. I, I did lean a little bit toward memory. Um, I liked the flashbulb memory and the the context of um, I'm a revisionist history. I mean, that's one of my top podcasts and using um, Brian Williams and what he was remembering and what he thought he had remembered. I just I just like us talking about that. I thought that was that stood out a little bit um, for me, but I, I do like all of them. Um, Dreams is a popular yeah. one for for our audience this year and America. I liked that one. I thought that was significant for us as well. Good stuff. So we should probably get into yeah, we, this one, maybe. Maybe we should. Yeah, we're definitely not going to be. Uh... So let's let's ramble yeah. on, Mister Long. Ramble in, ramble on. What? Let let's let's. Can you? Why don't you provide a little context of Supernatural with Ashley Flowers, and then we can talk about Men in Black. What what stood out for you? So this is an episode from December sixteenth of this year. It's called Conspiracy Men in Black from the Supernatural podcast, and uh, it's it's looking at specifically these visits from the Men in Black 
this is kind of a pop culture icon, if you will. Of course, they've got the Men in Black uh, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith uh, movie franchise, but that wasn't just created in a vacuum. That was based on uh, these Men in Black visits in the in the 1940s and on. And, uh, and these these men would always show up in these crisp black uh, black suits, and and had a lot of information about these these UFOs that people were uh, reported to have seen. Uh, and their their overall mission, if you will, was to intimidate, threaten, and and to 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 keep these reports from reaching the public uh, to, to silence witnesses was, was the overall goal. And so podcast gave us three or four stories uh, of, of uh, eyewitness accounts. And, and it is just, if you like this stuff, you will eat this episode up. <laughs> it is, it, I heard some of these, uh, but not all of them. And they're, they're disturbing as all get out. And again, it just leaves a lot to the unknown and, and the mysterious universe we live in, in wondering how much of this actually happened, how much was, uh, you know, a psych- psychotic incident, how, how, what is the government up to? It just leads, le- you know, leads into all these questions. 1947. Can you believe that that's how far back? I, I, that's what that's what struck me right away was that this has been keeping quiet, if you will, and, and recognizing that goes all the way back to 1947. What, that's a long time ago. And what I didn't realize. So so the uh, episode before this one talks about Roswell, which is the one we think of when we hear 1947 alien story. But the story that that kicks off this episode is also from 1947, but it's not in Roswell. It's in mm. Puget Sound. And it's a yeah. completely different incident. So that in and of itself is very suspicious to me. I I thought, and we can reveal this part. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But so this guy named Harold Dahl, I mean, he goes through this experience is what they're talking about. And the the men in black the first or h- however you want to even it's hard to even describe because this is so out there supernatural um is this this men in black a 40 year old comes and harold had told nobody or one person had he told maybe one friend mm-hmm. one friend and clearly not the dude that was standing on his front porch and the guy comes and tells him blow by blow word for word exactly what happened i'm like Oh man. I mean, it doesn't it make you pause and just, you, you're like, it, it's not possible. My brain has to go completely to, it's not possible. I can't believe it. And then they go on to tell you more things. I'm like, uh, how would you know that? How, how is that happening? And, and the, the, the hard thing about this is that it, they're really hard to, to prove, but they're also difficult mm-hmm. to disprove. It is totally a gray area. You, you 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 find yourself i mean i i'm into this so like i and i i think the universe is crazy weird and that there's every every possibility needs to be taken into account i'm not saying i believe everything 100 percent that i hear and read but i don't discount it immediately either like some people are prone to do 
So it's just, you hear this story and, you know, a couple questions are going through my mind, which is like, you know, why would this guy make it up? And da, 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 da. Well, this story, and again, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but he was not alone. He was with his son and yes. his dog and two other adult uh, uh, workers were with him uh-huh. on this boat when they had this incident. And, and some things actually happened to them where, you know, sometimes you just hear these stories and, you know, no harm, no foul, but some, some bad stuff happened. And, and it's like, how, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, whoa. And, and he, and I like to appreciate the storytelling where like, you know, he's like, I, am I going crazy? Like what, what is happening? You know, mm-hmm. he's questioning in the moment, but at the same time having to react. And so, yeah, it's, it's wild. And then, yeah, this, this guy shows up and knows, knows everything. Uh, and uh, he had, yeah. So anyway, so that I'm not, yeah, I, I could, I could easily give it away here, but I don't want to, because I really want you to listen to this podcast. Um, no, but so, yeah. And, and I want you to, so we can just, we can move away from Harold and, and briefly talk about maybe Albert Bender a little bit. And even, even the, the last, the, so, so three stories, if you will, but to, to your like stuff happens. So I was just going to mention Albert Bender is the second uh, individual and he's having these awful headaches, uh, dizzy. And, and, and so this is the, the part where you're referencing the, what, there's a little bit of truth and then there's not, or we, we, we don't really know. And so is, is he having headaches that are affecting his, his memory um, yeah, it's a chicken and egg. Going is, on? Is, the, is the headache yes! creating this psychotic event in his mind or it, it, vice yes. versa? And, and that's where, you know, it, 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 you don't know. And you, you have to make these snap judgments based on information that you're getting second, third, fourth, fifth hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just wild. And, and again, you just have to go, is this possible? Could this have happened? Right. It's easy to jump to absolutely not. This 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 is all BS. This stuff doesn't happen. Blah blah blah. Right. But then you know, if you truly have an open mind to go, okay, well, if if I'm willing, if I'm willing to say absolutely not, can I also say absolutely yes? Yes, and and that's what they did a very nice job. I thought of how she you know, she told this, this first story and then the second one. And I'm thinking as she progressed it, when I, I was, which is what I mentioned at the top of the show here is like the Halloween episode. Like now it's just sort of a Halloween mm-hmm. story. It's not a big deal, but she took me through as the stories continued. She was taking me through how, well, wait a minute, a little more gray, a little more possibility. So I love the way that you phrase that about keeping it keeping your mind open and just listening to all the stories and and how well maybe that that could have happened because the more that they went through each of them the more the more likely let's say it like that right now nah, it couldn't have happened like oh maybe okay or yes so i kind of went uh, almost a 180 from from the first guy to the last so guy. so all that said we then hear the final story and and you're actually kind of affirmed in your belief in this because in 2012, a retired Air Force special investigations officer goes on record, public record, 
and and mm-hmm. reveals this plot that basically drove a man insane. Mm-hmm. That the, that the government <laughs> yeah, yep. was they were using him to uh, to to kind of um, double check their security because this was this happened uh, in the eighties, early eighties, when the Cold War was was you know fever pitch, and they so this guy discovers something that they're up to and in and he mm-hmm. gets visited by a, a man in black uh who who kind of just says you know what you know you're right this is definitely aliens and and it was and it and in this case it, it wasn't but he <laughs> to get this guy off of his trail he he tells him that he's he's onto it and it sends this guy down this rabbit hole and the poor guy ends up getting committed into a psychiatric hospital. Yes. Yeah, he tells him that we've been funding this activity for, you know, about 6 years or so into the mid 80s and then 3 years later is exactly that this man has to go to a psych ward in in 1988. I uh, like that's that's so serious. so so now <laughs> what the story reveals and you know again kind of a spoiler is that they were up to some top secret stuff and and mm-hmm. that this wasn't an isolated incident that that there were many in the military whose job it was to to go and investigate people that had basically found them out and and to, mm-hmm. and to put an end to it you know in one way or another and in this case, it was to kind of sort of tell him the truth, but not, you know, he's, 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 well, he's not telling the truth. I mean, they were lying and he does admit it, uh, that they were lying, but it then opens up. Okay. Well, well, were all of these things military or are some of these things not military? And that's, that's where the whole like yep. openness conspiracy up. Uh, and then, and then it's like, well, what was the, the, the aim here by, coming forward is this another is this another misdirection tactic yep uh, what is the truth what is the truth what, what is, is the, the truth, truth? Yeah. <laughs> so this quote uh that uh, ashley flowers said stands out to me sometimes realizing that the mystery can never be solved is the most satisfying solution of all and our ability to dwell exactly. in the unknown is is truly what's what's the most compelling, the most frustrating, but also the thing that keeps us wanting more. And I, and I love, I love the idea. I love that, that, uh, I guess that question that you just is, could this have happened? And, and so if yep. you want to know more, I definitely recommend this podcast and, uh, and this topic, uh, will be coming up again. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, I I think people should check it out. That that's for sure. It's a it's an enjoyable episode to, you know, ponder what you think. So take take a look at it again. That's um, supernatural with Ashley Flowers. <laughs> Godfather artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis. Our theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Roda. We had X-Files theme this episode with our introduction as well. Transition music by Led Zeppelin. Our outro music is being performed by Will Smith. Please join us again next time when we will ask more questions, explore further connections, and share our reflections to add a little value to the world. We 
ain't on no government list. We straight don't exist. No names and no fingerprints. So I'll see the train watch your back. But you never quite know where that might be.